Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi serves as a bishop in the First Love Church, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward-Mills. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard. Behold the darkness shall cover the earth And gross darkness cover the people But the Lord shall... Turn to your neighbor and tell them it's testimony time. Amen. Fantastic. Put your hands together for Jesus. Amen. Fantastic. Amen. Bible says in the book of John. Amen. The book of John chapter 8 and verse 32. Bible says that. If the son, verse 36, the Bible says that if the son shall therefore make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Amen. And I see every single one of you here becoming free as you expose yourself to the word of God. Amen. Now I want you to put your hands together and welcome our brother Lewis Sherpa for testimony. Lewis, it's okay, you can clap. Fantastic. Lewis, Lewis, tell us what the Lord has done for you. Tell us. Um, hi everyone, my name is Lewis. I'm part of the Greenwich Center and Greenwich Tampa Center, and I'm also in the Greater Love Choir. I'd like to Amen. Amen. I would like to share I'd like to share a testimony about how I became saved. Um, so at the age of 15, um, I started masturbating and watching pornography and I became, I became a slave to this, to this thing. Um, at, the age, at the age of what? 15. Somebody say, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell us, continue. Um, so, um, I remember there were times when I would leave college early just to go and satisfy these urges. Um, and for a number of years, it became a, it was a huge problem for me. Um, uni time, I decided to go study in Coventry and be away from family and live the uni lifestyle. So you wanted to live the, you wanted to live the uni life? Yeah, that's correct. Some people are not in uni, so they don't know what that means. So okay. What does so the uni life mean? The, the uni lifestyle is basically clubbing, going to house parties, enjoying, you know, just enjoying the worldly, the worldly things. So just partying and, and clubbing. So I did that um, first year and second year. Um, and then final year, um, that's when my life started to turn around. Um, so, so what happened? What happened, what what happened in life? final year was that um, my housemate invited me to a festival of stars. Um, so the festival of stars is like a, a Christian outreach program exactly. that the church was having. Yeah. And someone invited you to that. Exactly. Okay. And then um, what happened? And in that, um, Pastor Daniel from Aston, he was given an altar call and he was talking about, um, as he was talking actually, I was just thinking, oh, you know, I'm a Catholic. I've 
I've been to church before. Um, I've had my communion. You know, I'm all right. I don't need, I don't need to stand up or anything like that. And then he said something that really stuck to me. He said, he said um, God wants a personal relationship with you. Do you have a personal, personal relationship with him? And I was there sitting there, I was thinking, hmm, actually, I don't. Ooh. But then I was like, do you know, it's all right. I'm all right. I'm cool. And so, some, did you, so did you stand up? Did yeah, you some, the Holy so Spirit touched me and I, I stood, stood up in up the end and, and I gave life. my life to Christ. Okay. Then what um, happened after that? And after that, um, I started coming to church a few weeks after that. Um, I joined First Love Coventry and started going there for a few weeks. Um, and at that same time, I entered a worldly relationship as well. What, so, what does that mean? What so, does that mean you entered a worldly relationship? A worldly relationship is um, you enter a relationship with um, a, a girl. So you had boy. a girlfriend? I had a girlfriend, basically. Quiet, but okay. So you entered into a worldly relationship, and I while you were in church, while I was in church, and I was I was was carrying out all the all the things I was masturbating about. I I started carrying all the things that I was masturbating about. I started carrying out some of those acts. Okay. So um, as I started, as I was as I was going to church, um, being involved more in the ministry, I joined the choir there, and as I was exposed to the word continually, um, my life began to change and. Um, I ended that worldly relationship after a few months. So you were coming to church, and then even though you were in a relationship, mm-hmm. you started exposing yourself more to the word exactly. of God. And you feel that as you expose yourself more to the word of God, then your life changed. Exactly. So that. you stopped having the relationship. Yeah, stopped you the stopped relationship. doing the other things that I you stopped were doing. Masturbating as Ladies well. and gentlemen, the Bible says in John chapter 8, verse 32, the Bible says that, and ye shall know the truth. And it's the truth that shall set you free. So what he's saying is that he was exposed continually to the truth, which is the word of God. And that's what freed him. Amen. Amen. Even though he was coming to church, when he heard the word, he became free. So tell us, Lewis, what would you like to tell us now? Um, So I'd like to encourage everyone to um, open your hearts to the word. The Bible, Jesus said that um, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. And here in this church, we're in a blessed church where spirit and life is being preached continually through the messages, coming to church, through the books as well. Um, so I'd like to encourage everyone to just please be active in the ministry as well and open your hearts to the word so that your life will be blessed. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for Lewis and put your hands together for another powerful testimony. Amen. Now put your hands together and welcome the Greater Love Choir. Amen.
Turn to your neighbor and say, it's not over yet. How many of you want some singing? But not just any type of singing, anointed singing. Want anointed singing? Are you sure you want anointed singing? Let's welcome Selah! saved us for all time what about others he saved you he saved me what are we doing for the others do you believe in dreams the Holy Spirit's dream Thousands of men are running down the street. They didn't know that the road was leading to a steep and deadly cliff and into the lake of fire. Oh, he saved. What about others? He saved you, he saved me. What are we doing for the others? Multitudes, multitudes, multitudes are waiting. In the valley of decision, yes, they're waiting, hoping to hear the gospel. They don't know Jesus Christ, they are lost and dying so. What about others? He saved you, he saved me. So what are we doing for the others? Why do we sit and wait while millions go to hell? Their blood is on our hands. It's time to preach the word, yes. The gospel of Jesus in its pure and simple form is what is missing now in the church. What are we preaching? He saved you. He saved me. He has saved us for all time 
What about others? Oh, He saved you. He saved me. So what are we doing for the others? We are the salt of the world, the light of the world. Are we really shining, shining like we should? We are the salt of the world and the light of the world. Are we really shining as the light of the world? What about others? Oh yeah, He saved you. He saved me. What are we doing for the others? What are we doing for the
You must understand that a man cannot change by his own power. He's been sinning and lying, cheating and stealing. It's his nature. It's the flesh at work. It's the sinful flesh. Greater love hath no man than to lay down his life for us. God's love has to deal, has to deal with it.
when I get to heaven, I'll take a seat on a lonely bench by the fields of heaven. I'll sit and think about my life, the life I lived, the things I did, places I went. I hope I.
Many of you are excited to be in church? Oh, is that all the excitement that you have? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am pleased to announce that our pastor and our father is back in the house today. And I believe that if you can listen carefully and you can hold on to the words that he shall speak to us today, Your life shall never be the same again. If you're excited as I am, make some Holy Ghost noise. Give honor to whom honor is due. As we welcome to the pulpit, Bishop Richard Aye. These ones didn't dance. Okay, let us pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for today. Thank you for the blessed opportunity to be in your holy presence. Thank you for your word, Lord, that you have prepared, Lord. Blessed and anointed for us, Lord. May it be oil to us. May it be refreshing to us. May it be light to us, Lord may bring direction to us today. Thank you, Father, for healing us. Thank you for strengthening us. Thank you for correcting us. Thank you for rebuking us, oh God. Thank you, Lord, that you would even frighten us to love you and to serve you and to do your will, Lord. We bless your name for your great love that you have shown towards us in that you gave your only begotten son Jesus Christ to die for our sins and to shed his blood to wash our sins and our mistakes away. We are grateful to you, Lord, and we say thank you, Father, for the blessing of knowing you and loving us and saving us and keeping us. Be praised and be glorified. In Christ Jesus' name I have prayed and everybody said amen. Amen. Shout a better amen. amen. Shout a fantastic amen. amen. Beautiful. God bless you. Take your seats. Are you happy to be in church today? I'm also happy to see all of you. I'm actually surprised that it's being announced that I wasn't here last week because. I've not remembered where I was. I was wondering because I had not left the country. But it's true, I wasn't here. I was in Bradford, Bradford First Love. 
Yeah, so last week I visited our um, branch in Bradford, First Love Branches in Bradford for Bradford, Bradford and Leeds. Yeah, so they had a combined service. And it was a, it was a good time. It's a blessing. Blessing to see everybody serving the Lord. And everybody is doing well in their corner. Hallelujah. Are you also doing well in your corner? You have to do well in your corner. When you get to heaven, you don't want to say, can I go back and do some more? Do the more now. The more do it now. Win more souls now. Give your life to Jesus now. Sing more now. Dance more now. Talk about Jesus some more now. So that when you get to heaven, you don't say, can I go back and do some more? Can I go back? Can I go back? I want to go back. Every opportunity you have. Have you seen the word opportunity? Opportunity. The word opportunity. It's given by God. It's a chance that God gives. When you have an opportunity to do something, always remember that it is God who has given you that chance. And life is an opportunity. Nobody is going to live here forever. Are you planning to stay here forever? I'm not planning to be here forever. I'm not planning to be here forever. I'm planning that one day I'll be in. I also like to see that the things that we've talked about and has been preached to us, it's actually true and real. Don't you also want to see it? Yes. So let's do the more now. Now. Add, add. How many years do you want to add to your age now? I'm trying to estimate your age. If you like add 80, isn't it? 80. You like 80. Okay. Or 70. Let's be serious. 70. Yes. Add 70 to your life now. And, and ask yourself that how many people are around who have that figure that you come out with. So you see that in, in, a, in a short time, we'll be gone. Another set, if this hall is still here and the church is here, it will be a church full of another set of people. Yeah, another set of players. Another set of players will be playing. Yeah. Different set of people will be here playing, doing what they have to do, flowing how they have to flow. We'll, we'll all be somewhere, we'll be, we'll be up there. Yeah, but when we are there, we shouldn't be wishing we are still here. Yeah, let's start. You see, you, sh- you shouldn't be in final year wishing that the things that somebody told you in first year, you should have listened. Mm-hmm. It, sh- it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be the case that you be saying, maybe I should have listened to daddy. Maybe I should have listened to mommy. Maybe I shouldn't have followed these. Um... Now you start calling your friends. You start calling them fools. I shouldn't have followed these idiots. I followed them here. I followed them there. Now, because when you see, when you see grown-ups talking, especially when you sit on the bus, there's some people that you see them on the bus on the train around 11 a.m. 
No, you don't see, you don't see them at 7 in the morning or even 8 or even around 6 p.m. No, you see them around 11-ish, 11-ish. There's a certain type of people that you see on the train or on the bus around 11-ish. Their conversations are very interesting. <laughs> I don't want to tell you what they talk about, but... But you, you, you see, the, I, don't, I, don't want, I don't want you to talk like how they talk. I don't want you to talk like those, those people who are around 11-ish. You don't know where they are going. You don't know where they are coming from. They look as though they don't even have anywhere going. They are just, they are just around. They are just moving around in life. Hmm. You don't want to be in final year wishing you were in first year so that you will do some certain things that you have learned. You will do it. I mean, if you get the chance, you will do it. I don't want to ask how many of you wish that, you know, what you know now. I don't want to ask that question. I don't want to ask. I don't want to ask. You don't, you don't, you don't want to be in first year wishing that you're now doing A-levels. Because the way things have gone, you can see that you have become wiser if you get the chance and you are given it another chance to do A levels. Hey, how you will prepare? It will never be your story. In the same way, in the same way, you don't want to get to heaven and then you will wish. You wish you were here on earth. Or you ask, can I go back? I want to go back. Can I please go back? Even for one year. Or maybe one month. Can I go back for one month? If I go back for one month, I'll be a missionary. I'll be a missionary for one month. I'll travel to that country. I'll travel to that city and save some souls. You don't, you don't, you don't want to do that. You want, you, you want to say that I did it. I made it. I made it. You will make it. Amen. Job chapter 14. I have a, a very powerful sermon for you today. Yes. Job 14. Job 14 says that. Are you happy? Are you sure you're okay? How many of you would like to rest when you get to heaven? You want to rest. How many of you would like to say, can I go back? I want to go back. Have you seen someone who wish they were back in primary school? Or back in secondary school? I mean, how, how, how can you wish that you go back in uh, uh, secondary school? I mean, how? Why? How, why? I mean, how, can, how, can you, how, how can you wish you are back in uni? Why? When you were there, what were you doing? Hmm. So I'm telling you, I've got opportunity. When you have it, like it's like a door. It opens and it closes. That's how life is. Many things are like doors. They just open, then they close. It opens for a while. It opens for a while. Then it closes. Opens and it closes. 
And they're usually very short. It looks long, but it's short. Uni looks long, but it's very short. Three years is very short. Three years. It just, it's come. Sixth form is actually very short as well. When you start, you feel, oh, let, let me recover from GCSE. GCSE is a joke. Before you, before you know it, May has come and you have to be writing exams. Before you know it. Meanwhile, you, you felt, oh, six formats, two years. It's not two years. That's how life is. That's how. My, one of my greatest surprises in life. I think I'm recovering a bit. I'm about 50% recovered. Was the day I turned 50. I, 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 I couldn't accept it. I'm telling you, I couldn't accept it. I said, how? I said, how? Why? Why? Why are people telling me happy, happy 50th? What would you, what do you mean happy, happy 50th? I, went, I wanted to, I wanted to ask them, am I my father? Yes, I'm about 50%. I've not recovered fully. I hear my age. I say, is, is it my age? Yes, when I'm feeling a form. I say, how, I say, is it my age? It can't be my age. When did, when did my age. When did my age swell up so much like that? Just as you remember when you're in first. I also remember when I was in first year. I remember when I went to first year. I remember. You think I forgot it? It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like. No, I remember when I went. I remember. I remember going for my first lecture with my friends. Walking there. And then suddenly they are wishing me happy 50th. What do you, what do you mean happy 50th? Happy 50th. What do you mean happy 50th? What do you mean? Don't you mean happy 50th? But that's how life is. That's how it just flies like that. Just flies like that. Flies like that before it's gone. This week, it's actually 25 years that we started Lighthouse in this country. It's this week. This week. Yeah. 25 years ago, we we're, were, try, we're trying. We we're trying to start this. Yeah, this week. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying. This week. That we, we came here as, as zealots. Zealots. Zealous people. That there's, there's a church. We're coming to do church. Yeah. It's actually within the, this week. Wow. Yeah. But you think 25 years feels like a life. It doesn't feel like a lifetime. Because I remember it. I remember it. I remember it like yesterday. Wondering, I mean, where would the next soul come from? Those who are Basenta leaders. We wonder where, where will you get members from? Yes, I also wonder where did I get members from? Where will they come from? But they will come. They will come. 25 years ago, some of you were not even born. Yes, yes. You were not born, but I was a pastor. I was a serious enough Christian that my pastor has sent me to another country that we should plant a church there. I was that serious enough. 25, but you were not born. 
you also be serious. One day you also tell someone that 25 years ago you were not born, but I was here. (laughs) But you see, everything is a chance like that. It just comes. And when it comes, what I'm saying is that make the best of it. Make the best of it. Make the best of your life. Make the best of the chance. Learn how to make the best out of even the things that are not even non-spiritual things. But it's a chance that you have. Make the best out of things. Always, always make the best of an opportunity that you have. Always make the best of it. You will learn how to make the best out of serious things. But when it gets to you know, this thing, it's not going to be there forever. It's going to be there for a while. Everything is for a while. Everything is for a while. Even your hair on your head is there for a while. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, first love, how old are we? The church itself, the church itself is young, but the, some of the people that I, we started with, they look different today. But I remember them. Yes, I remember them. Today they look different. So you have to enjoy and make the best of what you have now. Actually enjoy it. Enjoy it. Are you going to enjoy yourself? Yes. So that you can dance, you should dance. Just dance. Soon you will not be able to hop. You would want to hop, but you see that you can't really hop. You think, every, you think it's forever that you'll be able to do? <laughs> you'll not be able to do it every or forever. <laughs> One day you'll try, you'll see that. Your, your, your child will be asking, what are you doing? say, mommy, what are you doing? Say, you, you are shaking in your head, but nothing is shaking. In your head, you can see that you are shaking, but nothing is shaking. <laughs> in your head, yes. In your head, you are moving. But nothing is moving. <laughs> Job 14. Man that is born of a woman is of few days and full of trouble. You shall overcome your days. Amen. Verse 2 says, He cometh forth like a flower and is cut down. He fleeth also as a shadow and continueth not. Is, is this not life? It's not true. Apart from the trouble, but you escape all troubles. Amen. You shall be an overcomer. Amen. Even by your faith, you shall overcome. Amen. But apart from the overcoming and everything, the days are few. Few. I'm still recovering that they've wished me happy 50th. I feel it's not me. You think, you think I feel 50. I don't feel 50. I don't feel that way. You think I feel like I'm someone's father? Every time I wake up, I say I'm I'm somebody's father. No, I don't. I don't. I don't till I hear somebody shouting, "Daddy!" Then I wonder who who, who is she calling? <laughs> what does she want? <laughs> he come. No, no, no. Verse two. Da 
darling, verse 2, darling. I think some people don't like to be called darlings and dear and things, you see. Is it, is it an offensive thing to you, say, to call somebody darling or dear? Darling, verse 2, darling. He cometh forth like a flower and is cut down. He fleeth also as a shadow and continueth. So it's like life is like a flower. It's like a shadow. Yeah. It comes. Have you seen a flower? It comes. Then it's not there anymore. It also disappears like a shadow. Don't you see how shadows disappear? You see the shadow, the shadow has disappeared. Very short. Very short. It's gone. It's gone. It's coming. It's gone. You see, I'm telling you that someone called, someone called me daddy. I'm, am I the one they are called? Because I also used to call someone daddy. Yeah. There was a real human being in my life that I used to call daddy who had answers for everything. I don't even know where he gets. I just have to think. I need this. I just say daddy. Then it comes. Like you also say daddy. Then it comes. Yes, yeah, same. Same as well. Same. Same. That's what you should say, Daddy. I can't believe he's done his term and he's he's gone. He finished. He graduated in 1994. He's finished. He's gone. I used to call him Daddy. Daddy this. Daddy that. Daddy why? Daddy what? And he has answers for everything like a magician. <laughs> but like a flower, then it's gone. And it flare like a shadow. Verse 3. Darling. Verse 3. And dost thou open thine eyes upon such an one and bringest me into judgment with thee? Verse 4. Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? Not one. Beautiful verse. Verse 5. Seeing his days are determined. Everybody's days are determined. The number of his months are with thee. Thou hast appointed his bounds. Do you understand bounds? Barriers, barriers, borders. He cannot pass or he cannot cross it. There's a day, there's a day that we, all of us, we can't cross that day. The only good thing that we thank God for is that we don't know that day. Because if you know that day, you'll be stressed. You'll be stressed, you'll be depressed. I mean, it will be a problem. To be a real problem, because as you're, as you're walking, you'll be, you be saying to, your, you be saying to yourself, uh, 69 more years, 11 months, and 26 days. And then you count the hours, minutes, and seconds as well. I mean, what problem is this? But his days are determined. There's a date, there's a date somewhere. That, that is it for you. That you, you see, there's a day when it comes, you won't see tomorrow. Yes, but thank God we don't know, so that we can live happily. You can enjoy life, you can be at peace, because you know, tomorrow, I won't see tomorrow. Do you, you, you wouldn't know. But there's that day. <laughs> Today's an interesting day. See, his days are determined, and the number of his months are with thee. It's like, it's like God has a record. Like This person is here for X number of months. Months, yes. So if you live for 75 years, it means 75 times 12. 
That's the number of months that you have. That's like what? 850 months, isn't it? are determined and then, and then apart from that thou has appointed his bounds that he cannot pass finish this is like this is, a, this is a relief for everybody so the title of my message today is should I tell you the title of my message do you want to know after this verse the verse is serious isn't it it feels, it feels very serious I mean, if I are feeling the seriousness of the day is that what will happen to you when you die? So I read these verses to prepare us that that day will come. It won't be today. Hopefully it won't be today. It won't be tomorrow. It will not even be this year. Yes, God willing. But it doesn't take it away that it is there. So, what happens to you when you die? Is it that there are, there, are, there are almost answers to every every problem in this world? The world has come up with solutions to every every situation, every issue, apart from this one. This one, you see, the scientists can't answer it. Historians can't answer it. Archaeologists can't answer. I mean, name the professions and the and our learned friends. They, they can't this this particular question, they can't answer. What happens when you die? They can't answer. The only place that you find the answer is in the Bible. When you read the Bible, you see that's where the answer is. And you know, let me tell you, let me tell you something about uh, life and about Christians. The difference. Because usually people feel that somebody knows something special or somebody has had an encounter. You know, it's like someone has had an encounter. That's why he's so zealous or he's so passionate about things or it's like he has some special calling. But let me, let me tell you something today to, to make life simple for you. The difference between you and the person that you see Maybe you even call very serious or so serious or so passionate about the things of God. The difference is that when that person reads the Bible, he believes what he has read. It's it's that simple. Your seriousness, passion, zeal, devotion, commitment, readiness to serve, ready to do, ready to go, ready to flow, is based or directly related to how how you believe what you have read or how you believe what you have heard. A lot of us, have, we've, we've, all, we've all virtually heard the same things, but our response is different. We, response dif- we respond differently. Everybody has a certain, it's like, oh yeah, it's true, but you know, maybe not now. It's true, but maybe later. It's true, but, you know, 
then we find we find other reasons to why why we shouldn't accept it literally and obey it 100% we explain it away is it once I, uh, uh, I was talking to uh, a young lady and uh, I can't remember what she had done, but she had done something. And she had a type of, she was in a type of relationship where the person, she was in a relationship, wants to, the person wants to be a minister. You understand, a minister, a minister of the gospel. Minister of the gospel. So I remember I asked her, it means that you are going to be a minister's wife. In other words, a pastor's wife. How can you have this behavior and be a pastor's wife? The two, the two are not. They are not commodious. <laughs> I was amazed at her response. I was amazed. I was proper amazed. She said to me, yes, but I'll give, she said, I will give what the Bible says, but it doesn't mean that I have to be doing it. Do you understand what she's saying? What she's saying is that, what she's saying is that I'll be, I'll, I'll say the right things, but it doesn't mean that I'm the, or I don't have to do it. Yes. Yes. She had two lips, upper one and lower one, and it came out of the two lips. You see, that day, though I, though I have known, that day I discovered that we are not the same. And the difference is how we respond to the word of God. That some think it's a joke, and some, perhaps some even think that it's like a, a secular job. You just, you just have some position that you just rattle things. We we'll do this, do this, be like this, you know, one, two, three. We just say, we just say what you want to say. And then we continue living anyhow, anyway. But it's not like that. It's not like that. If you believe that your days are determined, your number of months are determined, you are like a fly, you are like a shadow. Your attitude towards life will change. It, it, it will change. You will change because you know you don't have forever. Have you watched football matches when it gets to the 86th minute and then there's a team that is losing, especially around this season, there's something called relegation. That is, you'll be taken out of one league into a lower league. So you see, those who are about to be relegated, they are like, they are like wounded tigers. You don't want to play against them. Because they want everything they can have. You don't, you, you don't want to be like that. That you see, you see. Or, 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 or perhaps, rather, you want to be like that. That you know that you don't have forever. This is it. This is the life. This is it. This is the life. And then accountability is later. When you get to heaven and you are going to heaven. You will change a lot of things about you. You'll be more serious. You'll be more devoted. 
Nobody will preach holiness to you. You will say that holiness is important. Nobody will preach so winning to you. You say, look, I need to win more souls. So that when you get there, you don't say, can I go back? Can I go back? One of the unfortunate things in life is we don't appreciate what we have. That is taken from us. We don't appreciate time. We don't even appreciate even health. Even health. Do you see that the health is going? Then it's like, hey, everything is changing. Everything, I have to be careful. I have to be careful. Look, the chicken you're eating is too much. You say to yourself, oh, let me eat one more. So one day you discover, look, then you see you become, I don't eat, I don't eat the chicken skin. I have to take the skin off. Then you see, one day you wake up, you say, no, I'm, I'm vegan. And now I'm this. Because, you see, because it's of doing everything in moderation. We do, we do things in excess. We don't think about it well. We don't think about it well. Enjoy your chicken. Enjoy your, your pork. Enjoy, but yes. So that one day you don't come and tell us that now you don't eat, you, only, you are only into white, white meat. You only eat white meat. So what about the red one? When we, go, when we go to Nando's and we are ordering our chicken and things, they said they should give you leaves. Do you want to eat leaves? You, you are into leaves. <laughs> so, the question of what happens after death, the world hasn't got an answer except the Bible. So I'm going to read the Bible to you. I'm going to read the Bible to you to see for us to discover what the Bible says happens after here or after death or after life. What is, because the, the Bible gives us a graphic, graphic, clear picture that this is what it's going to be. Now today, after you've heard this message, it's going to depend. It depends on you to what extent you take such a message. Because you guys think, oh, it's okay, it's true. You know, one day we'll die. You know, we'll die. We'll die one day, but we are not. We are. We are not sure. We are not what. We are not this. You see, last last week, someone someone frightened me. Early in the morning, this person said. A brother was missing. I said, ah, what problem is this? What problem is this? I said, I said, I was encouraging, no problem. But I remember just as I was talking to the person, then BBC, you know that that news, that thing that pops up with that sound. And it's always bad news. It's never, it's never Merry Christmas. Then this, this thing goes. It pops out when I look at it. It says that a 17-year-old has been shot somewhere. So I didn't say anything. I just asked this person who said, my brother has not come home. That How old is your brother? Because she didn't know that something has popped up on my... I said, how old is your brother? He said, my brother is 17 years. I said, hey, whoa. 
Look, you should, you, should see, you should see me walking in my room. I said, it shall never be this guy. It will never be him. It shall not be him. And I could, you see, I couldn't tell her why I'm asking for the brother's age. But the point I'm making is that seven, it, and it turned out that it wasn't, it wasn't her brother. Thank God. It, it wasn't. It will, it will never be. He will not die young. Yes, he will die young. Yes. You will live long to serve your God. You, you, you will live to serve God. By the time you are checking out, you see, you see how see how people celebrate old people, like celebrate Billy Graham. It's like as he's dead, you, you can't even cry. It's like it's almost like it's okay. It's okay. It's like this is a real time that you can sit somewhere, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Because some people that you can't say rest in peace. It's like, hey, hey, come back. You, you can't rest now. Come back. Where, where are you going? You feel, you feel like, where are you going? Come and work some more. But you see, he said, rest in peace, rest. Because the person has labored. That shall be your story. Amen. So start working now. Start working now. Working for God. And someone say, work, I mean, work for God. Labor for God. The Bible gives a clear picture of what happens. It's my prayer. It's my prayer. That you will receive it. Because when I start reading, when I start reading, I'll just, I'll, I'm just going to read through. So I'm saying everything I have to say before I start reading. I'm going to read through to you first to see this is it. This is how it's going to be. This is what the Bible says. This is what the Bible says. And what the Bible says is what it's going to be. Luke chapter 16. Should I read the Bible to you? Luke 16. Verse 19, I believe. Ah, it is verse 19 indeed. This is a story that we should, every Christian should know this. Every Christian, every Christian should know this, this situation, this story. You should know about it. You should even memorize it. You should memorize it because you will need it when you go on evangelism. Nobody has an answer to what happens to you after death. Nobody, people have all sorts of ideas, but this is the answer. I'm going to read the answer to you today. What happens after death? What happens? Are you ready? Should I start? Should we start reading? Are you ready for us to start reading? Always remember Luke 16 and verse 19. That's where it starts from. Luke 16, 19. Luke 16, 19. It starts from there. There was a certain rich man. I don't, I don't know why, I don't know why Jesus chose um, rich, um, rich and poor. He could, he could have used old, old and young, educated and uneducated. He could have used, but the people he knew were one was rich and one was poor. So it doesn't necessarily mean that all rich people are going to hell, and all poor people are automatically going to heaven. Do you understand? It, that, that, that's not the message is given. The message is given is that there are two types of people. And also, and also, perhaps he's also giving the message that the more successful you become, the more difficult it is for you to receive God and to believe in God. That's how we live in a nation that doesn't believe in God. Mm-hmm. 
just a few years ago. How many, how many years ago is, will be 1985 or the 80s? About 30 years ago. Yes, about 30 years ago, a preacher, a preacher called Derek Prince, he prophesied. He prophesied about Europe and particularly England. And he mentioned homosexuality. He said, you see, he said, you see, he said, after homosexuality, he said, when you see it, he said, it will become so common. He said, when you see it, you know that the end is close. Are, you, are we seeing it or not? Yes. yes. But I'm telling you, 30, did you say 30? 30 years ago, it wasn't like that. There must be some few, I mean, dotted around, but it wasn't as common and dominant as it is. Just 30 years ago, 30 years ago, you were not born 30 years ago, isn't it? Yes. But just 30 years ago, I was born, 30 years ago, I was alive. And he was preaching. And you find, you find some of his messages are still around. You can find it. He, talk, he talks about it as though it's going, to, it's, it's going to happen 200 years time. The way he talks about, you'll be surprised that what he's saying about homosexuality is like as though, as though he spoke 700 years ago. But just 30 years ago, it wasn't as it is. Everything is different. Everything is different. He said, when you see, you know, the end is near the end. You see evil, you see weakness. One, say one of the things you see that leads, always leads to destruction is when you see homosexuality. So there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fed sumptuously every day. Rich people eat well every day, isn't it? You've been eating well every day, isn't it? Isn't it? You didn't know you were rich. Why, why are you denying the blessings of God? Don't you eat well every day? Are you starving? Are you hungry? No. You've been eating well. Yes, he fed sumptuously every day. Verse 20. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which laid at his gate full of sores. The poorer you are, the more problems, the more health problems you have. Verse 21. And desired to be fed with the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. The pus, the fluids that were coming out of the sores, that's what the dogs were having for breakfast. Instead of having oats, they go and lick the sores. Those they are oats and they are custard. Keep going, my dear. Keep going. Keep going. Did I read verse 22? Okay. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. When you're a believer and you die, angels will carry you. Angels. It means more than one angel. Angels will come and carry you. They'll carry you to your destination. You see, you see, angels have come to escort you and to take you to the place. You will see angels. Yes. You see, angels, it's a, it's a sign that you are saved. Angels will be dispatched. Angels. When you're coming to church, you meet ashes. That's a welcome, isn't it? That's a welcome, this, that. 
you meet some, you meet some beautiful girls. We still have those beautiful girls who smile at you. If they are in a good mood, they'll touch you up a bit. And then, yes. But, but, when, but when you're going to the club, what do you meet? Bouncers. That set you. So where, where you are going, you see, the people you meet on the way tells you where you are going. Yeah, tells you where you are going, where you are approaching. Yes, obviously you'll be searched. That's searched. They don't smile. Do they smile? They don't smile. No, last, last Sunday, last Sunday, because of the bank holiday, man, so Sunday, there were a lot of clubs of, when we're coming from Bradford. So we saw them. The bouncers, you saw large crowds of people trying to enter into a club. You see the guys. And I was thinking, when you are going to heaven, you meet angels. Angels. If you are coming to church, you meet smiling ashes, smiling ladies. We call them airport stars. They're ushering, they're ushering you and you're smiling nice. I hope they are nice to you when you're coming. If they are not, not nice, you have to report them, so we change them. One, one smiling once, all the time. All the time. Smiling. Smiling, but can you think of those who are going somewhere else? Because I'm searching. ID, ID. You look, you look 16. ID, we want your ID. Don't you get to heaven? Angels. 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 Yeah, angels. And then the rich man also died, but there was no angels. He had a funeral. Had a large funeral. People came and he was buried. Your burial is not the most important thing. Your funeral ceremony, service, it's not the most important thing for your life. That's all that could be written about the rich man. Lazarus, angels, angels. How many of you want angels to come and carry you away? Or you want, or you want a funeral with tributes full of lies? Anytime I go for a funeral, I'm looking for the lies. Don't tell anybody I told you, okay? I'm always looking for the lies that people are coming to read and say. He was like this. He was that. Somebody who doesn't go to church, you will see. It's like it's like it's, they talk about. I thought the person was the pastor. Verse twenty-three. And he and in hell, this is a rich man. In hell, he lift up his eyes, being in torment, and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Verse twenty-four. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am tormented in this flame. Wow. Sister. But Abraham said, son, 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 remember that thou in thy lifetime receiveth thy good things and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted and thou art tormented. Keep going, girl. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed so that they which could pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. That you can't move over. Like some, like some countries, some, if you travel, you see some countries, there's no border. 
if you want to move that, even though, even though they share the same border, you can't cross over easily. You have to go into another country and then find your way around. It's not everywhere. It's not like, it's not like uh, France and England. That you can just sit on the train there. You are somewhere else. No, some of it you can't, even though it's, it's here, but you can't go. 27. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. <laughs> no problem. For I have five brothers that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Verse 29. Abraham saith unto him, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. May the Moses and the prophets speak. You are the Moses and the prophets. You have to speak so that people can hear. And he said, nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Is that it? Finished? Okay, so, what happens when you die? One. How many points would you like today? Okay, number one. What will happen to you when you die? Number one, number one, number one. When you die, you either go to heaven or hell. From the story we just read, isn't it? You either go, it's either heaven or hell that's available. Let nobody tell that there is no heaven and there's no hell. There is. Even if there isn't, ask them that. So, so, so what happens? If they can't answer, tell them you have an answer. The answer starts from Luke 16 and verse 19. The answer is heaven or hell. Heaven or hell. You, and you choose, you choose your destination here on earth. You choose it whilst you're alive. You can't choose it after you've died. After you have died, you can't, you can't now say that, okay, I've seen that is true. I want to choose this place. No. The fact that you are alive means that you are receiving God's message. To make, to make that all important choice of where you will end up, you have to choose it. And it's not by, it's not by being a member of a church. It's not by being a member of a church. It's by being born again. It's by giving your life to Jesus. It's not, by, it's not by being a quarry star or a dancing star. It is by being born again. It's not by being called a bishop. The bishop must be born again. Hey, please, the bishop must be born again. The bishop must make sure he's born again. You, have, you decide here whether it's heaven or hell. You decide it. You decide, you choose. Don't you choose what you want to study before you get to the uni. Or you get there, then you, you, you have taste day. You taste some lectures and say, no, I don't like this one. I want to switch. No, you choose before you get there. Maybe that one, when you get in and you don't like it, you can, you can come out. But there, when you get to heaven, you don't want to say, can I go back? Even if you say, can I go back? The Bible is explaining to us that you can't cross from hence to thence. Neither can you cross from thence to hence. And you can't send a message back to your... You can't. The Bible has answered all those questions for you. You can't do it. 
you are sitting there at it. Okay, send him to my to my house. I have five brothers. No, you can't, we can't send anybody anywhere. They are there. They have they have Moses and the prophets. They have pastors. They have pastors. They have preachers. They have African ones. They have Caribbean ones. They have Americans. They have Asians. Different people are preaching and shouting and screaming. Let them listen. Let them listen. <laughs> Let them listen so that they can choose heaven or hell. Heaven or hell. Heaven or hell. After you've danced, you should ask yourself. You ask yourself, so today, if the curtain is drawn, what would it be? You have to ask yourself that question all the time. It's not enough just to go to church. Who told you, who told you that being part of first love or love first gives you an automatic ticket to heaven? No. You must be born again. You must give your life to Jesus. Because after you die, you are either going to heaven or hell. There's no middle ground. There's no middle ground where you can, you can, you can buy your, your way through or bribe. No, you can, you can bribe, you can bribe and, and say things here on earth. But heaven, you can't. You can't. <laughs> number two. Can I move on to number two? For those going to heaven, you'll be escorted by angels from this earth into the presence of God, into heaven. That's what verse 22 says. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. Expect angelic escort. Yes. When you're dying or you die, you don't see angels coming to escort you. You know that. God for really big. You will see angels. Like I was telling you, the people you meet when you are entering the place tells you where you are going. You ask for ID. You are being searched. You should tell where you are going. The one you come, you see beautiful girls smiling, beautiful ones. Whoever chooses airports, as which one you choose, beautiful ones. Beautiful ones and smiling ones. Soft and nice. People that when you see, you would like to come back again. You say for no reason, the girls I meet on my way into the service, I would like to walk through the corridors of beauty and the corridors of warmth. Or you want us to put a... With, with Talibanic beard. They are stuck there, stand there with their Talibanic beard. Do you want such people? We can, we can deploy such people. You ask yourself, what am I going? Am I going to church or am I going to hell? Number three, for those going to hell, you will not be escorted by angels. You will be met on arrival by evil spirits and other dead people. Did you get that? You will be met on arrival. That's those going to hell. You'll be met on arrival by evil spirits and other dead people. Isaiah chapter 14 and verse 9. 
Give me that very quickly. Yes, other dead people and evil spirits. It says that hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. So there's also a reception there. It, it, it stareth up the dead for thee. Even all the chief ones of the earth, the important people on the earth that you knew who have gone to hell, they'll, you'll see them, they'll arrive to welcome you. It has raised up from their, their thrones all the kings of the nations. Hell from beneath is moved to meet thee. Number four, for those going to hell, you will descend and go downwards. Because hell is below, hell is beneath. Can you see? Hell from beneath. So hell has, hell has a location, a geographical location. It's low, it's down. It's down. When they say go to hell, you're not going up or you're not going to be in space. You go down. Yeah. Hell from beneath. And the story we read from Luke 16, it says that and, and, uh, the, the, the rich man lifted up his eyes and saw. He lifted up his eyes. In other words, he looked up. Looking up means that you are down, isn't it? Yes. So he looked up and he saw Lazarus with Abraham in Abraham's bosom. Cozy, chilling, relaxing. Drinking heavenly juice. Hmm. And in hell, he lift up. So when you are in hell and you want to look for anything, you have to look up. Because everything is above you. Meaning that you are down. You will never go to hell. It's not just amen, you know. Do what you have to do. You see, I, I was speaking to a brother who was confessing and talking about his fornications and his problems. And I was telling him that, you know, every male that you see who would like to do this thing that you are discussing casually, he would like to do it. And they do it. It will never be you. But I told that the difference between you and those who don't do it is that they have read and they have seen that in the in the lake of fire are fornicators. You have to take it literally. Let that this if I do, I'll end up in hell. <laughs> but you haven't taken it literally. You think you think oh it's true, but you know, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean. Uh, it's not that deep. It's not, it's not that serious. I mean, it's not that real. I mean, but I mean, I'm very, I'm very active in church. Hmm. I'm, I'm flowing in church. I'm flowing in church all the time. But if you have read, you see that no, this thing is for those people. You say to yourself, no. You'll be like Joseph. Even if when you see any, a naked Egyptian, you run away. Naked Egyptian with Egyptian oils. With sweet fragrances. 
you look at the thing and say to your other head, be at peace. Be at peace. Be at peace. I can't use you on this occasion. I can't. Be happy. Relax. 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 I know you are rising and you have risen, but relax. Relax. This is not the time, nor the hour. I know you want it. I know how you feel. I'm feeling what you are feeling. Have you forgotten that we are one body? When you feel, I feel. But my rising star, relax. 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 That's the difference. Somebody knows that hell is, is true. And it is for a certain type of people. It is for them. Homongers. People who fish for prostitutes and loose women. People who trade. They trade in sex. Keep it on to the lake of fire. You will say, hmm. And mind you, the fearful are also there. Those of you are always afraid of things. Afraid boy and afraid boy. Afraid boy. Afraid of preaching. Afraid of serving God. Afraid of diving into the ministry. It's also there. It's also there. Afraid that your reason is fear. The reason why you can't serve God, you haven't served God, is fear. It's also there. Yeah. You think it's just for the rising stars? No, it's for the it's for the afraid boys. Afraid boys, spaghetti boys, boys with no spine and conviction and hard forehead. That I'm going for it, I'm serving God, I'm going all out for God, I'm giving myself to God, I'm serving Him. That you have a calling, you know that you know there's a call, then you put the call to the side, say, You know, I need my Tesco. When I go to this place, I say, as you go, they don't have Tesco anymore. They don't have Sainsbury's anymore. So you sit and your reason, it's not like you don't have the call. You have the call, but you're afraid. Lake of fire. Yeah. But when we read this, then we interpret another, we say, God, you know, then we find something to cover it up. You just cover it up and say, no, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. 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 It's like, it's like, it's like, those, it's like those who respond. Those who read the Bible, they respond. They look like zealots. It's like they are extremists. No, they are not extremists. They are normal. They are normal. The fearful and the unbelieving, they are the abnormal ones. The people who are afraid. Afraid to serve God. Afraid to go all out. Afraid to do it. You're not afraid to, you're not afraid to have sex with a strange woman, but you're afraid to serve God. 
Then who is your God? Who are you serving? Let's say you can you can easily dive onto a straight wall. I don't know who dives on who. There should be diving on a straight wall. But, but you are not. You are, but you are afraid to serve God. You are not afraid to do that one. Amen, the brothers. You are becoming quiet. I've seen you. How many do you have? Four. Okay, number five. When you die, you will discover that you have a spiritual body. Which is what the Bible refers to as the inward man. Mm. Verse 24 of Luke 16 says that. And he cried and said. That's the person who has died and has been buried. He had a voice. He had, he had, a, vo- he had a voice that he could, he could control the volume. He cried. He cried. He means that he can talk softly. And he can raise it. Father Abraham! He shouted out. He wanted Abraham to hear him. He cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And sent Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his head. He could see that Lazarus had a finger. Lazarus was dead. Do you remember that Lazarus had died? Rich man had died. They are both there, but this one had a voice. He could shout. And then Lazarus had a finger. He still had a finger. He still had a finger. That, that he made and cool my tongue. He still had a tongue. After you are dead, after you are dead and you have been buried, you will still have a voice. You will have a finger and you will have a tongue. And you will have eyes because you can see. You can see as far as from hell to Abraham's bosom. You can see. So it means you have eyes. And you, and you have feelings. Because he said, I am tormented in the flame. The heat is too much. Yeah, you still have feelings. You can respond to the temperature. So you will discover that. It's not, it's, somebody will tell that when you die, that's it. You are, in the, you are in that box and you are in the, no, you are not in that box. Next time you go to a funeral, go and look at the person's face. If you know the person already before. You see that, no, the first will get to that, no, this is not the person. The real person has moved out. The real person has checked out. You know, the day, uh, it was 31st August, 1996. When Princess Diana died, because you see, once you don't expect someone to die, it's one of the shocks. 1996, you were not born, isn't it? You were born, but you don't know about this. Okay, so I'm telling you, when she died, I was walking on the streets of, and I was thinking, why should such a beautiful person die? Young, how old was she? 36 or so. Yes, I mean, it's like, it's, I kept thinking, why, why, why? Was it? But I was thinking like a Christian. Why, 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 why? Then I remembered the inward man. The inward man. Then I asked myself a question. Do you know the question I asked myself? Do you know I asked myself, if I'm in a house, because she died in a car crash. If you're in a house, and there's a hurricane or whatever, and the roof blows off, Will you stay in the house? 
you check out. So if you live in a house, the house has an accident. Bones are crashed. This place is crashed. The real person living in who just say, you know what? I've been here for 36 years. It's okay. Let me go to a better place. When we come around, we tell, we tell that she was pronounced dead at the scene. He was pronounced dead at the scene because the person checked out of the house. He can't stay in the house anymore. The doctors who come and tell that died of blood loss, died of this, died of this, but biblically, the inner man has left because he can't stay in the house again. He can't stay in it. The house is, the house is so diseased. You can't stay in it and live a normal life. You can't. So he checks out. He checks out. That's, that's what the Bible says. that The body without the spirit is dead. The body without the spirit is dead. The spirit, when, the, when the spirit leaves the body, you, 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 the, the, the condition you find yourself in is called death. You are dead. It means the spirit has left the body. The spirit's gone there. For us, the body without the spirit is dead. That's why people die. Because the inner man lives, lives. When the inner man checks out, you are dead. When you move out of your current apartment or house, the house is empty. You are no longer there. When we come, we may, we may smell your perfume or see um, what you call containers of food you've eaten. We see signs that you have lived there or you've been here, but you are not there. They are not there. They are not there. When I enter my house, there are things that I look for to see whether my wife is there. Because if she's there, I'll see this will be there, this will be there. So I look for it. Is she there? She's not there, but I can tell that she 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 lives she lives in this house. Because there are other things that show that she lives there. So the person is there, but the person may not be present. So that's when you go for a funeral. You see the body, the, the, the head, the forehead looks like him. The nose is like him. But his color is different. Dark usually. So the person is gone. The real person is gone. He's gone somewhere else. So you discover from this story that you have an inner man. It's your inner man that reaches out to God. It's your inner man that gets born again, that gets saved. That's why after you are born again, your body is still the same. You need to train it to keep it under control. After your, you see, everything is the same. Your height is the same. Your complexion is the same. This is a, but the inner man, inner man is now saved. Even the things you think about are the same. You have now control your thoughts. Now you have to control and train your thoughts to think on the right things. Yeah, you have to now train. It's a, it's a train. That's why you have to keep going to church. Keep going to church. Keep hearing the word. Podcast, listen to the messages, always listen to messages instead of listening to instead of listening to radio or listening to your old music or your old um, whatever. You have not trained yourself that now we listen to preaching every day. We listen to preaching all the time. Otherwise, it would be like I'm born again, but I lose as though I'm not born again. No, you are. You are born again. You are born again. The person born again is not. It's not the one that is going for lectures or the one that's going to work. It's the inner man. 
Now you have to train this body to do the right things. To do the right things. After I got born again, I changed all my friends. 100%. 100%. After I became a pastor, I realized what happened. I changed all. I didn't even leave one. Or even half. So today I don't, have, I don't have a friend. I don't have a friend who is not born again. I don't have one. I can't. I actually can't see how I can have one. What will we talk about? What will we do? I don't. I don't have even one. And it's not because I'm a pastor. I realized when I got born again, October 1985. I changed all. I mean all. I actually stopped talking to them. Wow. Some of them were close by, like neighbors. I don't have time for you again. Yeah. I changed all. I get surprised when people are born again and they still have their old mates. You see them with their mates. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, this one, this one is like a brother. He's not a brother. He's not a brother. He's a soul. He's a soul that must be converted. He's not a brother. Don't tell me this one is like a brother. That is why you're not doing well. That's why you don't do well in the faith. Because you are still keeping things you shouldn't keep. And then when you start keeping these uh, uh, um, boyfriends, they tell them that they should come to church. But I said, I don't blame you. I blame, I blame the shepherds and the pastors. Because maybe we don't teach you the right, the right things. And we don't tell you the right things. And we don't do the right things with you. That's what I'm telling you. And I got born again. What did I do? All. Oh, not 99%. Oh, I started new set of friends. New set. And I'm not exaggerating. I changed all. I dropped all. Everybody. I had friends. I mean, I, not a whole lot, but I had friends. I dropped all till today. Till today. All. Including my best friend. I dropped him. My closest. The, the one that you say, oh, this one is like a brother. No, no. He's not my brother. He's not. My brothers are in church. My brothers are born again. My brothers are blood washed. I, I dropped him. On your wedding day, how can an unbeliever be your best man? We will not say anything on that day, but I'm telling you, I'll be watching, I'll say, hey, this guy, your best man, I mean, best man, the man that is best in your life. All of our pastors, when he was getting... Um, I said when he was getting born again, when he was getting uh, married, his best man, hey, some guy that he brought, he's not heard the end of it till today. Every time we are preaching, we remember, we use him as an example. That's why this guy that came, hey, ah. We didn't even get to the reception. He started drinking and smoking and doing all kinds of things. We said, hey, is this your best man? Reverend, Reverend, your best man. Reverend, Reverend's best man. 
I mean, he was not a pastor then. No. Yes. Say, Rev, this was your best man. We remember your best man. If I today when I get to, I'll call him after church. <laughs> I'll ask him, how? How is your best man? Is he born again now? I have to ask him. I have to ask him. So there's an inner man. Number six. I think I'll give you seven, then we close. If you go to hell when you die, you will find yourself in a prison where there is endless, unimaginable distress and torment with intolerable agony. I'll read again. This is we write notes. So you can just prepare to write notes, okay? Are we not an intellectual church? Yes. Sounds like we're a technology church. We're also intellectual church. <laughs> This is, how, this is how we are. We, we laugh at each other. We are happy. Yeah. It's one of the happiness of the family. It's that when you say something, we never forget. Sleeping dogs don't lie. No. They wake up and they bark. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's amongst us. Not every. We don't take it on everybody. We can't do that to a first time. <laughs> I mean, you need to have been around for a while. You need to be in the square. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. You see, how can you say we're, we're a technology church? What do you, what do you mean technology church? Technology church. Technology church. Like somebody made a mistake and told me that my counseling is like an African. She hasn't heard the end of it. Well, I mean, when, when will she hear the end of it? When? When? I mean, when? when? Oh, the pastor preaching for the Bible. He said, I talk like an African. I'm an African. Hey. Anyway, let's not change the topic. Because <laughs> that one, it goes deep. But he said, we're not going to stop. The other day, she was telling me that when she doesn't know what to say, because everything she says, I take it very, very serious. I said, ah, but I'm a serious person. When you're talking, you should know what you're saying. Know what you're saying before you say it. <laughs> Am I not a serious person? Am I a joker? Is my surname M. Bean? <laughs> yes. He said I'm African. I'm pretty sure said I'm using African verses. He's <laughs> not receiving the word. He said I saw I sound like an African. <laughs> the Africans are very spiritual and Christian. <laughs> the message I'm preaching today is it an African message? <laughs> was was Lazarus an African? <laughs> I told you that this church, we don't, we, don't let, we don't let sleeping dogs lie. We wake them up all the time. <laughs> oh, oh, next time you see you, tell me I'm fresh. <laughs> oh, 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 me, I'm fresh. I was here before you were born. 
Sauzei voiebo. Look, number six. Let's sleep in dogs sleep now, okay? Are you ready for number six? Number five was what? Okay. So number six is that if you go to hell, are you writing? When you die, God forbid you don't go to hell. But those who go to hell, you will find yourself in a prison. That is, you can't easily escape. Where there is endless, unimaginable distress and torment with intolerable agony. Mark chapter 9, verse 43. You see a description of hell. And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell. Into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not, do you know worm? Worm is in fire that is not dying. And then the fire is not quenched. Fire is not quenched. We all, we all respond to heat differently. How many of you like a lot of heat in your room? Sometimes you, sometimes you don't even know it when you get married and you see that you don't like it. I all year round, all year round, I prefer a cool room. Cool. All year round. Even when it's minus three, windows will be open. Wait, I am talking what I like. You to keep what you like. Uh, Why? It's not a quarrel. It's not a quarrel. Then my wife, it seems all year round, even when it's 26 degrees out there, 26 degrees out there, will turn on the heating. And when it's hot and the heating is also on, I'm wondering why, I mean why? 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 I feel like checking someone's temperature. Are you well? Why? Do you have fever? That's, that, that, that's just a little heating in the house. Little heating. It's so unbearable. Unbearable. I don't like to open my eyes in the middle of the night and see sweat or feel sweat. I, I mean, it's like, what, what, what was am I in the pool or what? What was happening? <laughs> Can you see the church? Can you see how the hall is cool? Yes. It tells you who the pastor is. The hall is cool. <laughs> it has to be cool. Oh, yeah, come and bring your winter coat. That's how to keep warm. When it's hot, we can't take everything off. When it's cold, we can put everything on. Yes. So it's better cold than hot. Okay. Uh, 
Next time you are feeling cold, you are going to argue with somebody in a car or whatever. Just put your coat on. Wear, wear your coat. Dress warmly. You'll be okay. That's how to solve cold. Heat, we can't take everything off. Can you mind? Should I take my shirt off? <laughs> so there's intolerable agony in hell. The heat there. The heat there. The fire. It's unbearable. That's why he said in Luke 16, he said, please, I am tormented. I am tormented. I am tormented. Please, please, please tell him. Tell him to give me a drop of water. That's number seven. That's my last point for today. If you go to hell when you die, you will discover a place where people scream and cry for a drop of water. Luke 16, 24. A drop. If you want to see how desperate you are or how desperate someone is in any matter, you see from their requests. You see from their requests. A serious businessman who is doing well, succeeding, when he enters the bank for a loan or for whatever, do you think, do you think he'll, he'll ask for 20p? Someone said, I have a lot of bankers in my church. Who are the bankers to tell me? Things don't die. When you're talking, you have to know how to talk. <laughs> Just a successful person. He's entered the bank. This is the bank manager. I'm coming to meet the bank. When he sits in front of him, um, this is my proposal, my this, my that. I'm requesting for a loan of 20p. Okay, 20, maybe 20p sounds ridiculous. I'm, I'm asking for 2,000 pounds. I want 2,000 pounds. That's not, that, that's not the type of thing that someone who is okay and doing well will ask for. When somebody asks you for 20p, sometimes they don't even say 20, they say spare change. Spare change. It tells you how low the person is. That it's like your change can make a difference in the person's life. Your change. Your change. Or someone writes to you a formal letter, formal letter appealing for funds. You say, can you please contribute 20 pounds for this, my, uh, whatever. It, it, it's, a, it's a desperate call. The person must, re- I mean, you must really be able to write a formal letter and ask for five pounds. If I can get 100 people that will give me five pounds each, that's 500 pounds. I would have accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. If God touches your heart, you can increase it to 10. <laughs> I saw a Christian brother's letter once like that. He said to somebody, a friend of mine, the person forwarded the letter to me. If you could please, if you could please just increase it, it would be okay. I mean, just, I mean, just this little. I mean, I said, I said this brother must be very desperate. Anytime I, I read this thing that if you are first now, you ask for a glass of water or a bottle of water. You ask, you, you even say sparkling water, lemon and ice. When they are bringing that, you say, can I get a straw? Yeah. Two straws. Next time, next time, try two straws. When you, it fills your mouth better. Uh-huh. It's nicer than the one straw. 
That's why you go ask for two straws. Say two. That's it, two. You can just put the two in. It's very, it's, it's more satisfying. That's why after you fail, you do. You, do. <laughs> you know that feeling? Yes. But in hell, there's no bottle of water there. It's like what will make a difference? What will make a difference to you? A drop. It's like a drop will make a difference. A drop. Will a drop make a difference to you? You're not in hell, that's why. If I ask you, if I give you 20p now, will it make a difference? You say no. Then I'll, I'll raise it to two pounds. If I give you two pounds, will it make a difference? Most will say no. If you're honest, you say no. Then I say 20 pounds. Will it make a difference? Most will say no. God say 20 pounds. You just think of Nando's. It's not like you're hungry. You just want to go to Nando's and eat that one. It's not, it's not like it will make a difference in your a difference. So I said 20. Then, I, then I'll up it to 200. 200. Now we are talking. Now we are talking. Okay. What about 2,000? What about 20,000? So you, so you see the point I got to before you stood up. But what, what Lazarus, what the rich man is asking for from Lazarus is like 2P. He's like, can you give me 2P? It will make a difference. His 2P is like your 20,000. Because I got to 20,000 before you really, so it's like, it's like my 20 pounds that you wanted, you really don't need it. It won't make a difference. Even my 2,000 pounds, it seems as though it won't make a difference. It's like you will take it, but yes, it's okay. I mean, we, I, can, I can live. If I don't have to, it doesn't make a bad. It's like 20,000, suddenly you have dreams. Dreams. Dreams of what you do. It's almost as though I've even paid for your wedding. Someone said, when I measured 2,000, someone said to me, we, we can talk. I mean, it's like we can talk. Yeah, it's like, it's okay, we can talk. What about 200,000? What about 2 million? What about 20 million? I'm talking about life changing inputs. Things that would, it's like, it's a life, it's like, it will change your life. In hell, in hell, in hell, a drop of water will make a world of a difference. To make a world of a difference. A drop of water, a drop of water. Every time I walk through train stations and I see those guys in the spare change, please, I only remember this a drop of water. I said, you are, I mean, you are here asking for a drop. It's like a drop. It's like, it's okay. It doesn't matter. Drop, 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 drop. Little drops of water make a mighty ocean, isn't it? Drop, 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 drop. So it's like, drop. They say, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Drop, drop, drop. There's the drop, 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 drop. It's like, drop is important. You, if you are walking and you, you see, you see 20p, I don't know whether you'll pick it up. 
Somebody said you are lying. <laughs> no, no, there are no liars in church. <laughs> hmm. Will you like a fellow human being to find himself in such a place where he needs a drop of water? But you see, perhaps we've not taken it literally. Perhaps we don't, we don't really believe it. That's what we talk about. You will be talking about people's problems and this one is like this. It doesn't matter. What were you like before you've also found church? What were you like? What were you like? Do you remember? And then please, may I even ask you, even after you started coming to church, what are you like? Are you, you are, I mean, we're all in church, but what are you like? Well, what, what are you like? How changed are you? I mean, how changed? How changed? Don't you slip off here and there? Some of you have had a few slips. A few slips, I mean. A few sl- yeah. 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 The issue at stake is heaven or hell. Not who fornicates and who doesn't fornicate. Heaven or hell. Heaven. Or hell, heaven, or hell. Heaven, or hell. It's better than discussing fornication. This heaven or hell. It's better than discussing drinking. Do you drink? Do you not drink? Hey, you don't you drink? Hey, no, it's, it's heaven or hell. Heaven. But you see, you see, you see that when you start discussing heaven, you only talk about fornication because you have stopped. Everybody talks about the things they don't do. Do you know that? Everybody, that, that's where their strength is. Their strength is in the things they don't do. I'm not saying it's okay to do anything. I'm not, I'm not giving you a license to misbehave. But understand my point. Everybody discusses and is strong. Is strong. You see, you see, when the person is talking, you say, stop wearing, stop wearing this kind of torn jeans. Only because that person doesn't wear them. But how can torn jeans take you to hell or heaven? What, what, what does it got to do with your salvation? But because you have parents who said, who told you, don't wear these things. Oh, don't, don't. So you feel it's the most right, it's like your most righteous accomplishment. And you still don't talk about heaven and hell. Talk about heaven and hell. That's what Jesus talked about. That's the real thing. Talk about heaven or hell. Heaven or hell. If you talk about heaven and hell, all those other things will sort themselves out. That's why you that's when you will have a good reason to point out to Sandam. No, this thing can you say this thing can take you to hell. Not that not that don't do it. Why shouldn't I do it? Why shouldn't I put sugar in my tea? 
Tell me what sugar in my tea will do to me. Don't tell me, don't put sugar in my tea. When I know it is sweet. Does it not make the tea sweeter? So why do you want to come and discuss sugar in the tea? When sugar is sweet. Tell me what sugar can do to me. Aha, then I'll understand it. So Christians, Christians, know about heaven and hell. Luke 16, verse 19. Start from there. And explain, explain to your listeners why, why they shouldn't go to hell. Why, according to, why they shouldn't go to hell. No, stop this. When they, they, they believe and they get saved, all those things will drop off. Before you even save them, you will lose them. Before they are saved, you will lose them. You, 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 they will not even talk to you again. Sit down so I can tell you when to stand up. So I've given you seven things that can happen to you when you die. Number one is heaven or hell. Then the rest follows. That's number one. The first point is the most important one. Heaven or hell. You have to know that. If you drop dead today, it's a question. It's a question. Everybody, do yourself that favor. Ask yourself. If I drop dead now, and don't say I won't drop dead because you could. I was in a church like this, a service like this. I, I always remember that altar call because of what happened after. I said, today could be your last day. Today could be your last day. I didn't know that anybody's last day. Today could be your last day. I was, making, I was making an altar call around 1 p.m. By 5 p.m., I got a call with a screaming lady. He said, she said, Daddy went to have a shower. Daddy has collapsed in the bath. Daddy has died. And when I was making that altar call that day, Daddy was sitting at the back, right there. Right there, he was sitting right at the back. Like that. He died that day. He didn't plan to die. He didn't know he would die. But his bounds had been set. It's a question you have to ask yourself. Will it be heaven or hell? Not am I in the church or am I not in the church? Not am I in a choir or am I not a choir? Not am I, am I dancing or am I not dancing? Not am I doing this or am I, am I always a job? No, it's not about every Sunday. The important thing is, are you born again? Are you born again? Stand to your feet. You know, let it be our strongest desire every day that a soul will be saved. Every day, every day, every day, every day. Be a soul winner. Tell yourself a soul must be saved. Somebody must be saved. There are people walking around you. They are going to hell. If they die today, they'll go to hell. And you are thinking of your little petty mistakes. When souls are perishing. Think of your little, little things. Every day. Every day, think about it. Where is this person going? What will happen to this person? What's going to be the end of this person? Buy your heads and close your eyes today. Thank God for this service. Thank him. Everybody, every eye closed, every head bowed.
Thank God. Just, just whisper thanks to God for bringing such a message to you. Bringing such understanding to us today. Thank him. 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 Just thank him that you came to church on a day like this. You heard such a message at such a good time, a right time in your life. You heard this message. Thank him. Thank him. You could have been lost, permanently lost, permanently lost. But here you are. Maybe you don't even know why you came. You don't know how you came. You don't know what brought you here. It's the love of God and the message of God. Thank him that you came to hear about heaven and hell. That there's a place called heaven and there's a place called hell. These are the two destinations of man. Every man that dies is either going to heaven or he's going to hell. Thank God that you heard such a message today. That you heard such a message today. It doesn't matter how long you've been around. It doesn't matter how often you've been in church. Thank him that today you heard. You heard what you are hearing. You heard what you are hearing. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Now while every eye is closed and every head is bowed, I want to pray specially for you. You are here, you want to say, Pastor, I want to be born again. I want to be born again. I want to go to heaven when I die. I want to go to heaven. The Bible says that if you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are born again and you will go to heaven. Today you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. Pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. I'm not talking about prosperity. I'm not talking about new jobs. I'm not talking about solving emotional problems. I'm not talking about overcoming depression and sadness. I'm talking about being born again. Being born again. To give your life to Jesus. I'm not talking about cars. That you'll be able to drive a nice car. And have a good car. I'm talking about being saved and going to heaven. That you will make the choice. I'm putting it before you. Choose this afternoon. Heaven or hell. Where would I go? Where will I end up? While every eye is closed and every head is bowed. If you are here. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to go to heaven. I want to go to heaven. I want to give my life to Jesus. If you are here like that. I want to put up your right hand. And I'll pray with you. Very quickly. God bless you. Lift up high so I can see you. Very quickly. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. God bless you. I can see the hand there. You also want to join in. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus in my heart today. God bless you. God bless you. Lift up high. Don't be shy. It's not about shy. It's about life and death. It's about heaven and hell. You are choosing today. You are choosing life. You are choosing. You are choosing. Pastor, pray with me. I want to go to heaven. I want to go to heaven. I am a sinner. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want my sins to be washed away. I want Jesus. I want Jesus to come into my life and be the Lord of my life. God bless you. I can see your hands. I can see your hands. You also want to join us. Say, Pastor, pray with me. I want Jesus in my life. I want Jesus in my heart. Just your right hand. Just your right hand. I want to pray specially for you. Today is your special day. It's your special day. Just your right hand. Just your right hand. We are closing off soon. We are closing off. Just your right hand. God bless you. If you have your hand lifted up, 
have your hand lifted up. I want you to do one more thing. I want you to come to me right here in the front. Come out of your seat and come to me. Come. Come from wherever you are. Come. All of you that lifted up your hands. Come. Don't stay back. Come. Come. Maybe you didn't even lift up your hand, but you want to come. Come as well. Come. You can come. Even if you didn't lift up your hand, you can come. You can come. Jesus is calling you. Jesus is calling you. Come and give your life to Jesus. Come and give your life to Jesus. Come and give your life to Jesus. Come for your ticket to heaven. Come. 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 From wherever you are. Whoever you are. You can come. Come. I'm waiting for you. Yes, sing it. person are you sure if they are not sure tell them that you will walk with them you walk with them it will be as though it's the two of us it's the two of us it's the two of us that are going to give it tell them say, come let's go i'll walk with you let's go i'll walk with you we have to be sure today today we have to be sure before this service is over we have to be sure we've got to be sure We've got to be sure. Tell the person, I'll stand with you. I'll stand with you there. I'll stand with you. I'll stand with you. I'll be with you. I'll stay with you. I'll stay with you. A soul is a soul. And it's precious. It's a precious thing. It's a precious thing. Yes. Yes. You see, perhaps there could be one more. And maybe there's just one more person who needs to be saved. I want you to look behind you. Come, come and join us. Look behind you this time. When the person is turned already, wait for the person to turn back. And ask the person behind you that, you know, it's a serious thing. Tell the person it's a serious thing. It's about heaven and hell. Let's decide today. Let's be sure. Let's be sure. I know everybody is standing, but wait for the person to turn back and tell the person, I will walk, I will go with you. You walk with people to clubs, to different places of darkness. What about coming to Jesus? 
Tell me, I can walk with you. I can walk with you. I can go with you. Come with the person. Come. Come. Just as I am. Just as I am without one clean. Oh, yes. But that thy blood. We will be sure today. We will be sure. We've got to be sure today. We've got to be sure. Every soul is precious. I'm going to lead you in a prayer and I want you to say this prayer after me don't say it in your head don't think it, say it say it with your mouth, say it audibly and I want everybody in this room to help us as we say this prayer are we ready to pray? are we ready to say it? I want you to say it, don't think it, say it it's a prayer, it's a confession you are making so you have to speak out don't think it so everybody in this room, let's say it out loud. Let's say, Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for Jesus Christ who died on the cross and rose up on the third day. Now say, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Please be the Lord of my life. I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. Say, Heavenly Father, please forgive me. I am a sinner. Please wash me with the blood of Jesus. Please wash away all my sins. Please forgive me of all my sins. Say, from today, I will serve you from today I will obey you from today I will live for you say thank you heavenly father please write my name in the book of life say thank you father for accepting me and making me a child of yours now say satan Say, Satan, I belong to Jesus. I am born again. I am bought with the blood of Jesus. I will no longer serve you. I will no longer listen to you. I will no longer obey you. I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. And I will serve Jesus. In Jesus' name, shout it out in Jesus' name. One more time in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, pray for these ones. Pray for these precious souls. Bless them. Establish them. Fill them with your precious Holy Spirit, Lord. May they be established in your house. May they be established in your kingdom. May they love you, Lord. May they choose you, Lord. May they live for you, Lord. Fill them with your spirit, Lord. Let them be filled with your precious Holy Spirit. Let them be established in your kingdom. Thank you, Lord. They belong to you. 
they are yours, Lord. Let them be blessed, Lord. Let them be blessed, Lord. Let the precious blood clean them and wash them, Lord. Thank you that they shall save you. And you alone, you alone, you alone, Lord. You alone will they save, Lord. You alone. May they live for you. May they live for you. May they love you, Lord. I break every chain of sin. I break every relationship of darkness. In the name of Jesus, Lord. And I ask for the infilling of your Holy Spirit to be with them. May the Holy Spirit be their teacher. Be their guide. May the word of God be their light. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you, Father, for salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, your amen is too weak. God bless you. We have these gifts for you. Just receive it. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Read it. Even if you have one already, take this one too. This is the one that will bring light into your life. Read this one. This is the one that you are serious about. So read this one. Take this particular one and read it. And give the other one to a friend. God bless you. God bless you. Beautiful. You can keep two. And give one to a friend. That you meet. Wow. Beautiful. God bless you. If we go back to your seat. I think at the end of the service, there will be a meeting with you. So don't disappear. God bless you. Go back to your seats. Clap for them as they go back. Rejoice like heaven is rejoicing. How many of you realize salvation is important? You've got to be... Oh, only two people. Salvation. Make salvation the number one thing in your life. The people must be saved. People ought to be saved. Somebody ought to be saved. Even if it's your mother. Or your father. Or your brother. That person needs salvation. Salvation is more important than anything else. Think salvation. Don't think they smoke weed. Or they drink. Think salvation. Salvation. Think salvation. Be a blessing. It's time for communion. Now that we are born again. We can eat the Lord's body and drink the Lord's blood. Brothers, sisters. Brothers, sisters, we are one. And our lives have just begun. In the spirit. In the spirit, we are young. And we'll live forever. Sons of God, hear his holy word. Gather round. Of the Lord, eat his body, drink his blood, and we'll sing a song of love. Alleluia, 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 alleluia. Shout together to the Lord who has promised our reward. Happiness, a hundredfold. Sons of God, hear his holy word, 
love the Lord, eat his body, drink his blood, and we'll sing a song of love. Alleluia, 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 alleluia. Brothers, sisters, we are one, and our life have just begun. In the spirit we are young, and we'll live forever. Sons of God, hear His holy word, gather round the table of the Lord. Eat His body, drink His blood, and we'll sing the song of love. Alleluia, 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 alleluia. Father, we thank you for the blessed opportunity to eat your body and to drink your blood for our healing, for our deliverance, for our redemption, Lord. Redemption from every problem, from every addiction, from every struggle, from every difficulty, Lord. Lord, let your blood today speak on our behalf better things than the blood of Abel, Lord. Let it speak excellence. Let it speak promotion. Let it speak redemption. Let it speak, oh God, success. Let it speak healing, oh God. Let it speak strength. Let there be strength in our, in our bodies, Lord. And in our lives as we eat it, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this great blessing, Lord. Thank you for several miracles, miraculous changes that will occur this afternoon as we eat of the Lord's body and we drink his blood. I bless and sanctify this bread and this wine, Lord. The Lord, it shall be your body and it shall be your blood. As we eat it, we eat the body of Christ. As we drink it, we drink the blood of Jesus. Whatever could not, could not stand against Christ shall not be able to stand against us. Every victory that Christ had, we shall see it practically in our lives. Thank you, Father, that we become one with Christ as we eat his body and we drink his blood. In Jesus' name, the body of Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. Eat it. The blood of Jesus. The precious blood of Jesus. Drink all of it. Thank him for the blessing. Thank him. Lift up your two hands and thanks. And thanks. Just thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Good things enters into you now. Good things. Every negative thing is displaced. Every negative thought. Negative imagination. Negative feeling. Negative spirits are displaced. By the entrance of the blood of Jesus, 
and the body of Jesus every negative thing is displaced from your life in Jesus name thank you Lord Lord we are grateful we are grateful for this blessed opportunity in Jesus name Amen we hope that you've been blessed by this message for more information follow us on social media Search for First Love Church London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and on Instagram. Have a blessed week.